We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning. It is 7.59. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Ted Woodward. Steve McIntosh has the day off. It is Friday, March 3rd. We'll be taking a look at more information on those swatting calls this week. On KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. The system that brought us some rain overnight will move on out, and the weekend looks pretty good for us. How warm will we get? Our full forecast in just a few minutes. And currently in Wichita, it's mostly cloudy and 33 degrees here on this Friday morning. The Kansas Bureau of Investigation releasing additional information regarding the fake shooting calls at schools across Kansas this week. At least 17 law enforcement jurisdictions received these threats on Wednesday morning between 7.50 and 9.50. As soon as the first incidents took place, federal, state, and local law enforcement partners, the Kansas State Department of Education's Safe and Secure Schools Unit, and school officials across Kansas all began working to safeguard the students. That was all, those were all phony calls, swatting, and there were no shooting incidents. Residents in East Palestine, Ohio, sounding off another town hall following that massive train derailment. Another town hall in that small Ohio town. Many residents are still furious. I'm begging you, by the grace of God, please get our people out of here. A spokesman for Norfolk Southern defended its response. We're starting on the south side. We're going to get that done. And then sometime around March the 28th, 29th, Knock on wood for good weather. We'll start the north track. It will be done. It will be done by the end of April. To date, nobody has died as a result of the derailment, but the concern among residents, as you just heard, is their long-term health concerns due to the release of these toxic chemicals. And that's Fox's Lucas Tomlinson with that report. Wichita authorities say a standoff with law enforcement lasted most of the afternoon yesterday, just west of the downtown area in the Delano neighborhood. It all began about 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon, 300 block of North Walnut. That's near First and Seneca. A bondsman was trying to take a wanted man into custody, but the suspect threatened to start shooting, and that's when Wichita police and Sedgwick County Sheriff's deputies were called in, as well as the SWAT team. Sedgwick County Sheriff Jeff Easter said they were in negotiations with the suspect, and then things took a turn. He was making suicidal statements as well, uh, and at that point he'd broken off contact with us. Uh, so uh, we've been out here since uh, almost, well, 1, 1.30, trying to get him to come out of the house. And at a certain point, because of his statements and those type of things, uh, the decision was to deploy gas in hopes that he would force him to come outside. 
And that's exactly what happened. The tear gas was used, and that standoff ended early last evening. The White House welcoming a key ally. In his first visit since just before Russia invaded Ukraine, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz will be in Washington to meet with President Biden. John Kirby of the National Security Council says support for Ukraine will be a big agenda item. We've closely coordinated our support to Ukraine throughout this conflict. Germany and the United States have both agreed to send tanks to Ukraine. The White House says Russian sanctions will be among the topics the two will discuss, in addition to global security as well as challenges presented by China. At the White House, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Kansas has been awarded the Site Selection Magazine Governor's Cup for being ranked number one in the nation in private investment per capita. In accepting the award yesterday, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly said economic development in the state is just beginning. Trust that we will continue our efforts to build our workforce and attract young people to the state. We will continue to grab every opportunity that comes our way. We will continue to make smart investments and maintain a stable economy. And this is the second year in a row that Kansas has received that award. Wichita Public Schools, USD 259, is working to stop students from using the popular chatbot, ChatGPT, to cheat in school. Just two months after the chatbot launched, last year in November, ChatGPT has more than 100 million users. One tech expert says because the responses the chatbot gives are so well-crafted, it's very difficult to tell that you're actually reading something written by artificial intelligence. Another dead whale off the Jersey coast. And are we getting skinnier or fatter? You probably know the answer. And our weather forecast is coming up as well here on this Friday morning. KNSS Newstime, 804. with Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Another dead whale has been discovered off the New Jersey shore. The body of a humpback whale was seen Wednesday afternoon floating a half mile offshore from Seaside Park, and it's the second one this week. Another dead humpback whale was also spotted late Monday floating near a shipping channel between New York and New Jersey. At least 23 dead whales have washed ashore along the East Coast since early December. Different theories have been swirling as to why so many dead mammals keep washing up. Environmentalists and opponents of offshore wind farms are calling for a federal probe. The NOAA says that so far no humpback whales have been found to have been killed due to offshore wind activities. John Saucier, Fox News. A new report says the world is getting more obese. The World Obesity Federation is projecting 51% of the world, or more than 4 billion people, will be obese or overweight by 2035. They also forecast childhood obesity could more than double by then, with 208 million boys and 175 million girls impacted. The group is calling on policymakers to act fast before the situation gets worse. They'll be appearing before United Nations members on Monday, urging them to work towards preventing obesity. Jill Nato, Fox News. 
Did you hear that, Dad? There's a World Obesity Federation. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're going to get a lot of work. Uh, apparently. All right. Yeah, it's busy folks. <laughs> it's 8.09 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. So far this morning in traffic, things have been okay out there, but we've got a couple of accidents out there right now. Uh, we have a traffic accident, 2nd and Wabash. Watch for a slowdown there. And a traffic accident, 21st North and 127th East. So watch out in those areas out there this morning. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. It's brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown at Market and Waterman, and online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care. And let's take a look at our weather forecast here on this Friday morning. Let's check in with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. An area of low pressure continues to spin just to the south and east of us as that moves on out. We'll see rain come to an end, and with a clearing sky, breezy, not as cool today with a high of 59. Clouding up overnight, low 35. Sunny and dry on Saturday with a high near 60. Sunday's high 75. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the northwest. It is mostly cloudy, 33 degrees here on this Friday morning, the 3rd of March. Hatman Jacks is the nation's third largest hat store. That's why they can help you find just the right hat for any lifestyle. Change in season on the way. Make sure you're ready for any kind of weather. Hatman Jacks is open Monday through Saturday, just north of Riverfront Stadium downtown, right there at the Clock Tower in Delano. It's one of Wichita's great treasures, Hatman Jacks. 811 with Stephen Ted on KNSS. You can print just about anything these days. Literally, yeah. The first 3D-printed rocket is going to make its way into space. California companies behind the rocket. It's in Long Beach. It's home, All the, right. it's home to the biggest metal printer on the planet. They printed out a rocket that's 110 feet tall. Seven, Probably took a while. Seven and a half <laughs> feet wide. Yeah. Got to get more toner. Has about one tenth as many parts as a regular rocket because it's made with a 3D printer. Right. Rocket's first mission is titled Good Luck, Have Fun. Set for next week, Cape Canaveral, Florida. The inaugural launch will not have a payload nor passengers, but officials say 3D printing is key for future space travel and operations on Mars. This, as a as a Relativity Space CEO says, the company is trying not just to match SpaceX's Falcon 9 rocket, but to exceed its performance. Well, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you just pack up and take a printing, you know, printing device with you when you go, you can build all sorts of stuff when you get there. So, yeah, it's a good proof of concept there. I think we're lucking out a little bit on the weather here. It's all that snow in California. There are some parts, of course, uh, tornadoes, Texas, Louisiana. So we, I'm glad we're kind of missing out on a lot of that. Yeah. Lots of severe weather outbreaks in the south where there were some uh, long-lived strong tornadoes, widespread damaging winds, large hail, flash flooding. Those were the threats. It's a multi-day severe weather threat coming after a deadly outbreak that impacted the Upper Plains and the mid-Mississippi and Ohio Valleys earlier in the week. Now the threat centered over areas farther to the south could have wider impacts. Same system could blast 10 states with powerful winter storm action. Could bring snow and ice to millions of people from the upper Midwest to the northeast today and tomorrow. So we got uh, some people dealing with pretty nasty winter weather here at the beginning of March, and we uh, we just got a nice little rain overnight. So 
Yeah, Cl- that seemed to be about it. They Glad was, we didn't have to deal with much more than that. It wouldn't have taken too much more cold to make things a little bit yeah, worse. Yeah, we were three we were, or four degrees colder and yeah, different. It would have been it would have been quite a bit different. But all that rain is now way off to our south and our east. It's just about exited Butler County now and and Cowley County. So that's all moving on off to the southeast. And we just got our little uh, rain showers overnight. And now we've got a pleasant weekend ahead. Yeah. Home opener for Shocker Baseball and Shocker Softball Friday, Saturday. And then uh, baseball on Sunday as well. So, yeah, 75 degrees on Sunday for Shocker Baseball. That'll be cool. The United Nations Nuclear Watchdog Director General is in Tehran today. High-level meetings. This just days after it was reported that uranium particles enriched up to nearly 84% were found in one of Iran's nuclear sites. And that would close... That's pretty close to the sample to weapon-grade levels where you have to get up to 90%, Yeah, meaning that any stockpile of that material could be quickly used to produce an atomic bomb if Iran chose to do so. Of course, we all go back to that Iran nuclear deal from eight years ago, limiting Tehran's enrichment to about 3.5%. Yep. And now they've got it up at 83.5%. <laughs> the U.S. unilaterally uh, got out of that accord five years ago. But uh, Iran has long denied ever seeking nuclear weapons and maintains that it is a peaceful program. Hmm. It's peaceful until it's not. Exactly. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. And, of course, we're all trying to figure out uh, world relations with all these countries. At the G20 foreign minister meeting in India, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken demanding that Russia be punished for the war in Ukraine. For the first time since the start of the invasion a year ago, Blinken met with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and the so-called Quad Group, and that's India, Japan, Australia, and the United States, condemning the use and the threat of nuclear weapons. The G20, however, uh, could not draft a joint agreement of opposition to the war, for whatever good that would do. Meanwhile, new talks could occur. Tensions escalate between the U.S. and China. Uh, State Department spokesperson says additional calls and engagements will be happening in the coming weeks. During the G20, Secretary Blinken did not meet with his Chinese counterpart, China criticizing the Quad Group as a Cold War construct with targets uh, other countries. Hmm. Oh, so they're all playing their yep their mind games and spy versus spy, and that's all. What's going on at the G20? If anything at all, does anything right. does it, will anything come out of that G twenty? It doesn't sound like it. it sounds like they're mm. all just kind of does much usually come out of them? around. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Eight sixteen with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Largest earthquake in American history. What state did it occur in? Largest earthquake in huh. California, of course. You yeah, comes, someone would comes guess to mind. that. Yeah, San Andreas Fault. Uh, Alaska is our winner. Yeah, Alaska. Wins the record for largest recorded earthquake ever in the United States. Yeah, if you if you track, uh, you know, we we started taking a look at uh, stations that track different earthquakes. Of course, when we started having our own uh, issues here in the state, we started uh, keeping an eye on those things and be surprised how many times that goes off and Alaska pops mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every day almost. Seems like it. The big one was uh, at the near the end of March in 1964. It was a 9.2 magnitude earthquake and tsunami hit Alaska's Prince William Sound. If you put the damage in today's money, it would be a $2.3 billion damage total. Wow. Incredible. 
March 1964, 9.2 magnitude earthquake and tsunami, the biggest earthquake in United States history. That is two days in a row that you've brought us Alaska facts. I know. I didn't. I didn't mean to. It's just. Uh, are you sure you didn't mean to, or uh, maybe not? <laughs> maybe I have Alaska on my mind. It's eight seventeen with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Let's take a look at what's going on in sports, and we'll start out with college men's basketball last night. Something that the Shockers had not done in fifty-five years. They played the number one ranked team in the nation during the regular season. As the Shockers visited top-ranked Houston last night, the Shockers. Had it close at halftime, only down by two points, but they could not stop the Cougars in the second half. As Houston put up 50 points in the second half and beat the Shockers 83-66 in a weird game in some respects. The Shockers only missed 13 shots from the field the entire game. Shot 65% from the field. Wow. And still lost by 17 points. You would think that would be enough. Yeah, 83-66 was the final score. Soccers were making baskets when they didn't turn the ball over. And that's what happened on 20 possessions, 20 turnovers for the Shocks, twice as many as Houston had. Shocks also were terrible at the free throw line. They missed nine free throws, so... That did them in. Shockers fall 83-66 at Houston. You heard the game last night on 103.7 KEYN. Play-by-play voice of the Shockers, Mike Kennedy, spoke after the game with Shocker head coach Isaac Brown. Ultimately, felt like offensive rebounds for them and turnovers for you kind of made the difference. Yeah, and you know, my starting point guard, he was out as well. So we battled. We had to play. He picked up four fouls at the 16-minute mark, so we had to get him out of the game, and I felt like that was the difference. You know, we turned it over. Uh, we didn't make free throws. When you miss free throws like that, it's devastating to your defense. And that was the difference in the game. Yeah, that uh, those those ingredients all piled up for the Shockers in that loss last night. How many offensive rebounds did Houston had? Eleven offensive rebounds, not too many, but the Shockers only had three. The Shockers didn't miss many shots. Anyway, the Shocks take the loss last night at Houston. Now there's only one more regular season game for Wichita State. That'll be in the home finale. Sunday afternoon at Coke Arena. Shockers hosting South Florida. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl will begin their pregame coverage at noon on Sunday. The game will tip off at 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon in Coke Arena. Listen live on 103.7 KEYN. And then we have uh, college men's basketball action. Everybody else wrapping up the regular season this weekend as well. What a game in the Big 12. Third-ranked Kansas visiting seventh-ranked Texas. The conference has already been decided. KU has already won it. Jayhawks are on a seven-game winning streak, visiting the Longhorns tomorrow afternoon. Live coverage for KU basketball at 1.30 tomorrow afternoon, and that is on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, two of the top seven teams in the nation. And the 11th-ranked Kansas State is finishing up the regular season on the road. K-State is at West Virginia. That'll tip off at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. K-State has won four in a row here late in the season. And uh, they beat West Virginia on New Year's Eve, way back in the conference opener, and now they meet here at the end of the season with K-State going to West Virginia. What a weekend for uh, the Shockers outdoors, getting uh, the home portion of the schedules going for baseball and softball. The Wichita State baseball team hosting Oakland in a three-game series at X Stadium. 3 o'clock this afternoon, 1 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock Sunday as the Shockers are on a three-game winning streak. You can hear today's game and Sunday's game over on KFH. 
Saturday's game tomorrow. Mike Kennedy will have the call right here on KNSS. And right across the street from X Stadium, we have the home opener for Shocker Softball this weekend, today and tomorrow. Two games today, starting at 2.15 against Western Illinois and Bradley. Same two opponents tomorrow, starting at 1.15. The Shockers are ranked number 23 in the nation in softball. And you got to go check out Shocker senior shortstop Sydney McKinney. She has a 33-game hitting streak going right now. That is the sixth longest in NCAA softball history. And she leads the nation with a 708 batting average. That is wow. Incredible. So it is well worth your time to go see Sydney McKinney and the Shocker softball team today and tomorrow at Wilkins Stadium. We have hockey action in downtown Wichita. Two games on home ice for the Wichita Thunder hockey team tonight at 7 o'clock, Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Down at Interest Bank Arena, the Thunder hosting the Utah Grizzlies. And if you want free tickets to tonight's game, there are free vouchers available at Quick Trip locations and at Star Wars Night. So lots of fun stuff going on for the Wichita Thunder in hockey action tonight and Sunday afternoon. And in high school basketball, we're down to sub-state action all over the place, all over the state. And by the time the weekend is done, we will know who's going to the state tournaments. Last night, sub-state semifinal action in Sterling for Class 2A boys. The home team, Sterling, pulled off the upset, knocked off top seed Ellenwood, 54-45. And in the other half of the bracket, it was Mound Ridge beating Inman, 40-36. So you got Mound Ridge with 19 wins, Sterling with 17 wins. One of those teams is going to state, and one of them will be done after the big uh, game tomorrow. Mound Ridge at Sterling, 5.30 p.m. tomorrow. Among the many high school basketball matchups with teams facing elimination or going to the state tournament. Good stuff going on all over the state this weekend. And that's sports with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. It's 8.23 with Stephen Ted on KNSS. We have a traffic and weather update on the way and the FBI double standard. Sean Hannity, we'll talk more about that on the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. That's next on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning. It is 8.32. You are listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is Friday, March 3rd. Currently in Wichita, it is mostly cloudy and 33 degrees. Police are investigating after a woman's body was found in southeast Wichita. It was found Tuesday night, the 1100 block of South Rock Road, south of Lincoln, near the Kansas Turnpike. The woman has now been identified as 40-year-old Shanora Hansel of Wichita. Anyone with information on this case is asked to call police detectives. Some of the biggest names in Republican politics expected to put in an appearance today at CPAC. Scheduled for speeches at CPAC today, conservative firebrands Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, declared presidential candidate and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley appears today, as well as a potential candidate, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Other possible candidates, like Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis and former Vice President Pence, are skipping CPAC this year because of scheduling issues. That prompted former President Trump to write on Truth Social, quote, the only reason certain candidates won't be going to CPAC is because the crowds have no interest in anything they have to say. 
Trump closes CPAC with a speech Saturday. Jill Nato, Fox News. Kansas lawmakers looking to make changes to alcohol laws in the state. One of several new bills would create common consumption areas in local communities. Here's Representative Ron Bryce. He's a Republican from Coffeeville. Local governing bodies are best situated to interact with stakeholders and make decisions on how best to build out, monitor, and police common consumption areas. The bill would allow local governments to determine how the details of the areas would work, including time of day, location, what businesses will be taking part. Another bill would allow more bars to open on Sundays. Both bills passing in the House of Representatives, now advancing on to the state Senate. Buckingham Palace remaining silent on the U.K. eviction of the Sussexes. Prince Harry and wife Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, have been asked to vacate Frogmore Cottage. That's the house on the grounds of the Windsor Castle estate they use in Britain. A spokesperson for the couple said late Wednesday. The word is the Sussexes are stunned and shocked. Reports are they got the news a day after the release of Harry's stinging autobiography, Spare. King Charles is said to have made the decision backed by other royals, including William and Kate. It's said they will be given until after King Charles's coronation in early May to leave. The word is also that disgraced Prince Andrew has been asked to move in. The decision is being described in the UK press as the formal end of Harry and Meghan's presence in the UK. In London, Greg Malcott, Fox News. The College of the Ozarks has asked the U.S. Supreme Court to take up a case of gender identity and dorm rooms. This small Christian school does not allow women and men to share dorm rooms or showers. The Department of Housing and Urban Development's non-discrimination rules requires it to do so, even if it's a religious school. Legal fights over gender are popping up all over the country. A Catholic bookstore in Jacksonville, Florida, is suing the city over its expanded human rights ordinance requiring businesses use customers' preferred pronoun. Since 2021, the Biden administration has directed federal agencies to enforce rules prohibiting sex discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. HUD, the Department of Education, even the Food and Drug Administration have been involved in the ideological bouts, which puts thousands of religious schools in the crosshairs. And that was Fox's Lauren Green with that report. It's 8.36 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Let's check our weather forecast heading into the weekend with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Showers will quickly come to an end this morning and with a gradual clearing sky today. It's going to be breezy with a high 59 later on this afternoon, clouding up overnight to low 35, then sunny and dry on Saturday with a high near 60. will be windy and much warmer on Sunday with a high 75. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Currently in Wichita, we have a mostly cloudy sky, a breeze out of the northwest. It is 33 degrees here on this Friday morning, March 3rd. KNSS weather is brought to you by The Monarch. Several times voted one of the best bourbon bars in America. Call to reserve a table on the patio for lunch or dinner at the Monarch at 579 West Douglas in Delano. Great place to hang out, the Monarch. It is 837 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. And look who just popped into the studio. Dude, I can't stay away. Steve McIntosh. <laughs> Listen, I want to just quickly take a, little, a moment here to say thank you to the folks at Junior Achievement. We, they had their... Uh, uh, Hall of Fame banquet, four, four inductees the other night. Susan Peters and I got to MC at the Hangar. What a great place. 500 people out there. Oh, Dan. my. And I sat next to a couple of young women at, at dinner uh, who their hex code marketing, Paula Giles and Chrissy Robin. They handle uh, a fellow by the name of uh, Pete Meitzner's uh, 
political <laughs> stuff. And so we had a nice conversation. It takes two of them to do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but wow. it, the other thing I want to mention real quick is Monday morning, we have a special guest. Tracy Rowlett's going to be on. Tracy Rowlett is started out in Wichita, a graduate of West High, where I go to school. He's going to be inducted into our Hall of Fame at West High next week. Banker man at Dallas-Fort Worth for years. He's a very prominent uh, anchorman on TV. And he's going to be with us uh, Monday morning in the 8 o'clock. Very good. So, sorry to interrupt you guys. We'll look forward to you, that. You were on a roll. This show has sounded real good. Oh, bless your heart. I have to load it out. Well, have a good weekend. Good to see you. You bet. That's Steve McIntosh with a nice little Bob Hope cameo here on Steve and Ted in the Morning on KNSS. <laughs> well, that's a great segue then to get into entertainment news. It's time to blur that fine line between news and entertainment. That's why it's called The Blur. And here's your ringmaster, Jad Chambers. Well, the first presenters for the Academy Awards have been announced. Fox's Michelle Polino has all the details. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences have announced the first wave of Oscar presenters, which include Oscar winners Riz Ahmed, Jennifer Connelly, Ariana DeBose, Troy Kotzer, and Questlove. They will be joined by previous Oscar nominees Glenn Close, Samuel L. Jackson, and Melissa McCarthy also taking the stage Creed Three co-stars, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, as well as Zoe Saldana, Janelle Monet, Dwayne Johnson. The Academy also becoming more aware of the Oscars' Global Reach will feature Hindu film star Deepika Padukone and Hong Kong actor, director, and mixed martial artist Donnie Yen. The 95th annual award ceremony, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, will air on ABC March 12th. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Well, since I've got you both here, let's do a little Oscars trivia if you can. I just had this set up. Uh oh. Who has the most? <laughs> what person has the most Oscars? Walt Disney? Person? That's not a person. Oh, yeah, it is Walt Disney. I'd say Walt Disney, yeah. It's correct. Okay. Walt Disney has uh, uh, 59 nominations, oh, 22 awards. 22, 22 wins. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, actor. Actors. Actor. With with what? Most actor. Oscars. Hmm. Most no- wins or most nominations? Wins. <sighs> Three-way tie. Walter so. Brennan? Walter Brennan is one. Yes. Oh. But I'm... I'm going to fall short of it. Dustin Hoffman? Nope. Hmm. The other ones are Daniel Day-Lewis and Jack Nicholson. Mm. Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they're all beat by the actress who actually has the most. Hepburn. Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep. Hepburn. Hepburn. You were right. Hepburn. Matt got it. Yeah. How many? Uh, she has four. Four. Yeah. yeah. So she Meryl has... Streep doesn't have four yet? I thought she had four, huh. too. Okay. I think she's got the most nominations. Okay. All right. All right. Because I think that's how that yeah. works. Yep. Film with the most Oscars. Uh, Ben-Hur. It was Ben-Hur, but then Titanic beat it. And maybe did Avatar beat that? It is a three-way tie. Oh. Uh, Ben-Hur and Titanic both have 11 oh. along with one other movie. You the, got me. And one other. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. No. Lord of the Rings. Wow. How about that? Yep. So that's all the uh, Oscar talk we've got stuff. out there. Yeah. yeah. Throw that out there. Impress your friends. Exactly. How many Oscars does Ted have? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Less than Walter Brennan. <laughs> so, somewhat fewer, yes. Well, the Rocky franchise continues. Michael B. Jordan is the son of Apollo Creed in Creed 3. Well, that ought to be interesting. Here we go with a... Uh, uh, Michelle Polino has a review. 
Creed 3 opens in theaters with Michael B. Jordan reprising his role in the spinoff from the Rocky franchise. This time, there is no Sylvester Stallone. It's all up to Jordan, whose Creed meets up with a childhood friend, Damien, played by Jonathan Majors, who, after 18 years, wants back in the game. And soon, with some fancy footwork, we find out why. You think you mad? Try spending half your life in a cell. Why does somebody else live your life? I'm coming for everything. You threatening me? He has a grudge to settle as these two powerful friends now become enemies battling each other and their demons in a bruising final smackdown in the ring. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Maybe I should watch it. I still haven't watched any of the Creed movies, so. Nor have I. Yeah. Huh, maybe. We got some birthdays today. David Faustino, 49 years old today. Faustino, of course, Bud Bundy, Bud Bundy, married with children. Thank your father for flushing another Christmas, kids. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> David Faustino, 49 years old today. Bud Bundy's 49. Big television pre- uh, premiere on this day in television history. I want it's gone! I want it's gone! Hmm. That was, was not the right cut. Not sure what happened to that. Well, the the the, the premiere on on this day in television history, uh, Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Yes, uh, premiered on this day in 1985. A hit with audiences and critics. 16 Emmy nominations just for the second season. Watched that show faithfully back in the day. I did too. I liked that show. It was very very different than everything else that was on the air at that time. It really really was. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And I was I was too young to get most of it, and I enjoyed it. And that was that was Bruce Willis's introduction to America. Was that show? It, mm-hmm. it was, he was funny, and cool. if it weren't for that and some wine cooler commercials, nobody <laughs> probably would have ever heard of Bruce Willis. But there it was. Uh, Moonlighting premiered on this day in 1985. Uh, overall, I said I said the the 16 Emmy nominations just for that second season. Overall. 40 nominations at one six over its entire run. Uh, it was also nominated overall for 10 Golden Globe Awards, and it won three. So. I watched the Christmas episode of Moonlighting just a couple months ago. Really? During the Christmas season. I, something I hadn't, I hadn't seen that in like 35 years. <laughs> it had been a while, huh? Well, we can uh, wind things up with uh, one of the jokes out there. Uh, the late night with Seth Meyers. Pretty good one here. I enjoyed this. House Foreign Affairs Committee voted yesterday to advance a bill that would allow President Biden to ban TikTok. Ban it? He hasn't even figured out how to download it. Good stuff there. Also, it's uh, the... funny because it's true. <laughs> also, the, the Late Late Show with James Corden. The Ford Motor Company has filed a patent, a patent, let's call the whole thing off, that would allow self-driving trucks to repossess themselves if payments are missed. Or if it's not considered worth repossessing, the vehicle could actually drive itself to a junkyard. (laughs) A car driving itself to a junkyard. That is some messed up, like, (laughs) end of a Pixar movie type Good stuff there. All right, uh, today would have been actor James Doohan's 103rd birthday. Of course, Scotty from mm-hmm. Star Trek. Yep. Yep. Uh, 
he uh, he did a lot of voice acting, and that ability kind of gave him that memorable Scottish accent mm-hmm. that he had. Of course, he's Canadian. Uh, behind the scenes, he voiced multiple characters in Star Trek the Animated Series, and he actually helped develop some of the alien languages used in the franchise. <laughs> wow. Yeah, kind of a sort of a linguist, famously. Yeah, Klingon and Vulcan. So here we go. Little James doing for everybody. Where are the triples? I used the transporter, Captain. Well, where did you transport them? Scott, you didn't transport them into space, did you? Captain Kirk, that'd be inhuman. Where are they? I gave them a very good home, sir. Where? I gave them to the Klingon, sir. Before they went into warp, I transported the whole kit and caboodle into the air engine room, where there'd be no triple at all. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Some James doing for everybody. It would have been his 103rd birthday today. Prior to his acting career, of course, served in the 14th Field Artillery Regiment of the 3rd Canadian Infantry Division during World War II. He also served as a pilot. He saw combat, including the D-Day invasion, which he was wounded. He had his index finger shot off, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So that's uh, James Doohan. Would have been his 103rd birthday today. That's all we have for The Blur today, Ted. Good stuff. Hey, it is 847 with Stephen Ted here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. A local business update from the Wichita Business Journal is on the way. We'll talk about an in-house entrepreneurial incubator in the Wichita area. That's coming up. KNSS News Time, 847. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 8.50 with Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We do have a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal coming up. We'll take a look at women working in male-dominated occupations. That's coming up next. Now, Stephen Ted, it's time for three big things. A standoff with law enforcement lasted most of the afternoon yesterday west of downtown Wichita near First and Seneca. SWAT team had to use tear gas. That suspect was taken into custody. Two... The body of a 40-year-old woman was found this week in southeast Wichita. That was near Lincoln and the Kansas Turnpike. One. College men's basketball, number one ranked Houston, defeated Wichita State last night, 83-66. The Shockers played their regular season home finale Sunday afternoon at Coke Arena. That's three big things with Stephen Ted, 98-7 and 1330 KNSS. Right now, traffic, things are... Well, looking pretty good. Uh, we do have an abandoned vehicle eastbound K96. This one's at the ramp from Woodlawn. You want to watch out for that. You'll also want to remember that we've got the road construction this weekend. Uh, basically what they're going to be doing, they're going to be closing I-135 northbound 
from 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. tomorrow. All traffic's going to have to exit to eastbound K254 because uh, they're also closing that northbound I-235 exit to northbound I-135. Traffic update, 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And look at our weather forecast heading into the first weekend of March. Those showers are moving on out, clearing off today. It'll be a breezy day, high of 59 degrees. Clouding up a little bit tonight, overnight low down to 35. And then looking ahead for the weekend, it'll be a sunny day tomorrow on Saturday with a high 60. And then Sunday, another windy day, but how about this? A high Sunday, 75. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the northwest, mostly cloudy, 33 degrees. And we're on our way to a high of 59 here on this Friday, the 3rd of March. Coming up after we wrap up here on Steve and Ted in the Morning, we have the Glenn Beck Program from 9 to 11 a.m. Special guest at 9.30 this morning, Donald Trump Jr. Special guest at 10.30 this morning, Bill O'Reilly. So a couple of big guests coming up on the Glenn Beck Program right here after Steve and Ted on KNSS. Let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal this morning. A kind of in-house entrepreneurial incubator is driving increasing results for Coke Industries here in Wichita. It's the country's second largest privately held firm, making more inroads into the technologies that are underpinning a future of connected, smart, everything. Those with access to Coke Labs are accelerating their abilities to bring new ideas to the market. Wichita Business Journal is featuring Coke Labs as a cover story. That was back in the summer of 2021. When Steve Feilmeyer, CEO of Coke Investments Group, said at the time the internal capability launched six years ago in conjunction with Coke Disruptive Technologies helped make a runway for the ideas circulating within its global workforce of more than 120,000 people. And recent acquisitions, investments, partnerships underscore it is a capability extending to those companies that Coke brings into the fold, either in part or in whole. About 6.5% of women worked full-time in male-dominated occupations in the U.S. in 2020. That's according to research by a national nonprofit that helps build workplaces that work for women. That includes jobs as computer programmers, construction managers, mechanical engineers, fields mostly usually held by men. But the data also shows that female numbers climbing. And Wichita Business Journal is focusing on a couple of Wichita women who have built their careers despite the odds in those fields and are working to shore up the future of other women in their industries. And those spotlights by the Wichita Business Journal are on Danielle Rohrman from Spirit Aerosystems and Emily Rinke from Interiors by Design Gallery. So if you want to see more about what they do, check out the Wichita Business Journal. That is a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. 8.55 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Jad, that road closure coming up tomorrow up yes. to North Junction. What's that? Uh, shutting down I-135 for most of the day tomorrow. Yeah, from uh, from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. 6 yeah, p.m., Northbound yeah. lanes of the, of the I-135 up there at the North Junction. So yep. keep that in mind. You'll have to detour if you're traveling up that way tomorrow. We had the rain come through the Wichita area overnight, but that has all moved well on off to the south and the southeast. And we're getting ready for a pretty nice weekend. we got Shocker Baseball home opener this weekend starting today. Shocker Softball home opener starting today for the nationally ranked Shocker Softball team. So we're kind of glad to have uh, the first weekend in March with some nice weather for some nice outdoor activities coming up this weekend. And we do thank you for listening here on this Friday morning. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck and then the Dana Show with Dana Lash, Sean Hannity Show, news updates all day long as well. Stephen Ted in the morning, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Have a great weekend. 
Get Wichita Business Journal up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.